Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle, huddle, up, huddle, up, huddle up. on Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to another edition of the Giants huddle podcast. It's all brought to you by PSE&G, energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit PSEG.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, and home energy assessments. We welcome back to the huddle one of our good friends from Pro Football Focus, Trevor Sikama. Trevor, what's going on, man? John, it is always good to be with you, my friend. It feels like uh, this is the time of year when we actually get to connect and do some content together, get to talk about the NFL draft. And so it's a wonderful time of the year, my friend. Yeah, and we'll obviously talk many more times after this before the draft here, Trev. But, you know, Giant fans have been involved in the season three weeks into January. It's been a while. So this is everyone, at least the people for the Giants huddle that haven't been tracking our draft podcast draft season. This is kind of their introduction to what the draft is going to look like this year. And we'll Mm -hmm. talk about the Senior Bowl and Shrine game as well. So let's start there, Trev. Give me an overview of this draft class. You know, what's the depth of it first in terms of blue chippers? And then once you get towards kind of the end of the first round, start of the second round, how do you view the overall quality and depth of the class? Yeah, so blue chippers, it feels like there's three guys, really, that everybody looks at as potential blue chip prospects in in this class. Jalen Carter, the interior defensive lineman from Georgia, truly one of the most physically gifted players I've ever watched. I mean, he's as close to Dominic and Sue as you're going to get for those for those people who have been uh, following the draft since Dominic and Sue is coming out. I mean, just like an, an insane combination of speed, size, and strength, and that's that's kind of what we have here with Jalen Carter. Now he's not as polished, I would say, as Sue was coming out, but still. The potential is right there for some game wrecking and all pro ability for him. Uh, Will Anderson, a guy who should have been up for the Heisman Trophy, honestly, last year had a little bit of a dip down this year. The edge rusher from Alabama, but. Man, he is just so talented. He is just so good at the position. It feels like he's got as good of mastery of playing on the edge as you could have coming out of college. And so I think that he's a blue chip player as well. And then one on the offensive side of the ball, Texas running back Bijan Robinson feels like the total package. Uh, look, I'm a pro football focused guy, right? I feel like my company's kind of been leading the charge for, ah, uh, you know, maybe temper expectations on running back value and things like that. But uh, nobody here or anywhere can deny how talented Bijan Robinson is. He reminds you a lot of what Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley was coming out. You know, these guys who can not only dominate when you put the ball in their gut as ball carries out of the backfield, but also weapons in the passing game, not just, you know, with swing passes and things like that, but you could use these guys as slot receivers and they could impact the game in so many different ways. So I would say that those are through the three blue chip guys, not to say that they're going to be the first three picks in the draft, although of two of them might be, but I'd say that those are the three guys that everybody's really going to go after when it comes to the strength of this class. You know, thankfully for you and I, uh, quarterback is very interesting this year. And so at least it is something where we really get to talk about it. You got four guys who could 
shoot all be in the top 10. I really believe that there is a reality where that could be the case. You got Bryce Young from Alabama, CJ Stroud from Ohio State, Will Levis from Kentucky, who's taken a big rise, I think, over the last couple of months, and then Anthony Richardson, too, from Florida. I think all four of those guys have a chance at the top 10, top 20, just to make this an exciting draft. I'll tell you, though, corner, very deep in this class. As I'm really getting through my final evals on um, a lot of these position groups, corner, extremely deep, extremely talented. We could see seven, maybe eight corners go in the top 50 first round of this draft. I think that's how talented this really is. Running back, I think, is really solid as well. Wide receiver is deep. Edge rusher is deep. Maybe not as star-studded at the very top as it has been in the past, but I think there's a lot of names to know, a lot of guys that you could pick up even in the uh, second to fourth round range where you're going to be happy with it. And so really just when I look at that class, that's kind of where I see the strengths of it at the beginning and then uh, the overall talent, of course, at the quarterback position too. All right, let, let's try to knock out some of those position groups, and I'm going to pick ones that Giant fans obviously care about. Wide receiver first. I think we all know the Giants need a weapon. And Trev, I've watched probably, you know, the – top seven or eight receivers in this class. And, you mm-hmm. know, I think all of them would probably be wide receiver five, six, or seven, if, if that in last year's class. So I don't think we have a 1A guy here, but I think we have some 1Bs and we certainly have some really good twos. Give me an idea for fans out there, some of the names, and then some of the skill sets too, because as you well know, wide receivers have come in different kind of shapes and sizes here in terms of what they can do. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to start it off by like being a downer, but you're right. I think whoever you're going to have is wide receiver one in this class, which, you know, I've some see, seen some people have Quentin Johnston from TCU, Jackson Smith and Jigber from Ohio State, Jordan Addison from USC, right? There's, there's a couple of different names that could be your wide receiver one. No matter who it is, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who would have them in the top five of last year's wide receiver class. Last year's wide receiver class was just that good. But of the guys at the top, yeah, there are a lot of specific skill sets that you might be able to get that could really help you out. Quentin Johnson, he's a big six foot four, two hundred fifteen pound wide receiver. He gives you that T. Higgins feel, where it's like this bigger guy who you'd think might just be a contested catch player, but they'll surprise you with how athletic they are, what they could do in space, the yards after catch that they have. And so, I think that he is somebody who brings that T. Higgins kind of mold that you might be able to get more athleticism out of a uh, out of a bigger body player. Jordan Addison, former Belichick winner, won the Belichick Award for the best wide receiver in the country last. Last year when Kenny Pickett was throwing in the ball and he was a pit, he transfers over to USC and he's got what we think is going to be a future number one overall pick in Caleb Williams throwing in the ball. And look, he's a smaller guy. I think he's probably only about six foot, six foot one, maybe like 180 pounds. I mean, like Devonta Smith-ish, small, right? He is right. He is a small wide receiver, but again, like Devontae Smith, maybe not to this caliber, but right. well, like Devontae Smith, such a mastery of the position, just does such a great job with route running and setting guys up and creating separation and um, smaller frame player, but you like how he approaches the position. Smith and Jigba, uh, man, and, and he, I think he leads the charge for the most of this type of player in this class, which are slot receivers. There's a lot of different good slot potential wide receivers in this class, but Jack Smith and Jigma might be at the top just because of how well he understands soft spots and zones, creating space, uh, making good throwing lanes for his quarterbacks. And so I think that those three guys are the ones that you're often going to hear talked about at the top, but you know, then you got people like Parker Washington from Penn State, who I really like. Charlie Jones from Purdue. I love uh, Charlie Josh- Jones, by the way. That dude's Dude, going to be, a, and, and and I want to mention him because he's going to be at the Senior Bowl. That guy runs routes. He's got great hands. He's going to be a good wide receiver in this league for 10 years. I don't care where you A couple days ago, I said on the PFF show, I think he's the best route runner in the class. Like, we tried to do that, you know, like build your perfect wide yeah, receiver. I heard thing. it. I listened. And for what for for route running, I picked Charlie Jones because this is a dude who, you know, he's sure he's at Purdue, but his story was 
He couldn't really find the offers that he wanted coming out of high school. Ends up going to Buffalo, kind of red shirts his first year, plays special teams his second year, didn't get a ton of action. Ends up taking the chance on himself, betting on himself, walks on at Iowa three years, a couple of years after his high school days, gets in at Iowa, makes the team. But again, same thing, special teams player, year after that, didn't really get used a ton. So now he's four years into college, two years at Buffalo, two years at Iowa, didn't get really production at all. I don't think he had more than... 350 yards receiving in either in any of the years that he had played transfers over to Purdue 1300 yards this past season 12 touchdowns just like is an absolute monster and a great connection with Aiden O'Connell he's not going to be a first round guy but he is going to be somebody who I think is going to be like one of those Hunter Renfro types where you just go yeah he's always open he's he's literally <laughs> always open so uh he is somebody that I definitely like a lot in this class Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. So let me ask you, because this is kind of where I'm, I've kind of landed as I've watched more and more of these guys over the past few months. I'm not sure if it makes sense for the Giants as much as they need a wide receiver to to select one at 25. Because, by the way, they picked 26, but the Dolphins, because of a certain meeting on a boat, they are not picking in the first <laughs> round. So, that, so that'll be – they'll be picking 25. This It's – like, is it going to be that much difference, Trev, to my point, between the guy you get at 25 in round one and the guy you get at 25 in round two? I don't think there's going to be a huge, huge drop-off there, is there? No, and it kind of just depends on what you are looking for, right? Yeah, like, yeah, look, and I will say this. I think you're right. Like, Quentin Johnston is not going to, you know, with that body type and size and speed, he won't be there on round two, obviously. Right. Like, like for example, when when I'm thinking of bigger wide receivers, like a Rasheed Rice from SMU. I, I like Rasheed Rice a lot, but he's more of a Mike Williams type of true contested catch possession yep. sideline wide receiver, whereas – Quinn Johnson is also a little bit of that, but he's also more than that. Like he brings you more athleticism. And so if you want that higher ceiling athleticism, big body player. Yeah. If you don't get Quinn Johnson, I'm not sure that guy is going to exist elsewhere. But to your point, I, I know what you're saying because I think a lot of people echo that for this class is the drop off really that big to where, yes. Oh, okay. We got to take one at 25 or, or we're, we're just going to be straight out of luck. I don't know. I think that you could find a lot of those good wide receivers. I'll tell you though, you know, whether it's the Giants, the Chargers, the Ravens, and they're all picking their kind of shoot the Cowboys. They're all picking right around the same spot there in the late 20s. I think Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee is going to be the, um, I guess, focal point for this wide receiver class and how the rest of it's going to go. Because 
for a position that demands athleticism, there's not a ton of great athletes in this wide receiver class. There's good wide receivers, guys who understand how to play the position well, understand leverage, understand the two-way goes, understand how to set up defenders. What? But in terms of pure speed, good athleticism, Jalen Hyatt might be one of the few wide receivers that you would actually have to covet above other wide receivers because when you watch what he did at Tennessee this past year, the Bolitnikoff winner himself, it was so much deep threat stuff. I mean, he was able to stretch the field so well vertically for Tennessee, and it was awesome to see. So if you want that, if you want a true deep threat to take the top off a of defense, that's the kind of wide receiver where you go, maybe we do have to take him yeah. earlier than maybe we wanted to at 25 because the rest of this class after that, there's not really a burner that you're going to find in rounds two, three, four, five, that stuff. Yeah, if you want to hit the elite traits, you got to hit them early, and that's speed and size speed combined, right? Now I'm with you on the 100%. All right, inside linebackers. The Giants could use a middle linebacker. Wink Martindale likes guys that are long, rangy, and fast. The Giants maybe could get the first one off the board at 25, you think, Trev? Who are some of the guys that they could target there with those traits that I think Wink would really need and want as a middle linebacker? There's two that I think you could target at the back end of the first round. One of them is Drew Sanders from Arkansas. He is a bigger, longer interior linebacker who used to be an edge player. You know, it's funny. You watch him in the middle of that Arkansas defense, and it's just like his body type is so different. He's got the long arms. He's got, I, I just, you, you watch me, you go, okay, you're not playing this position like traditional other linebackers are. And that's because he played edge rusher while he was at Alabama, transfers from Alabama over to Arkansas, gets a full-time role as an inside linebacker. And so you almost get a little bit of the best of both worlds with him. You know, he's still developing how well he's playing in coverage, but you can tell he's just got a really good feel for the game. And then he's got that plus burst, plus pass rush pedigree, and the length when you ask him to attack the pocket. You know, Wink is an aggressive guy, right? So if he's ever going to want his linebackers to attack the pocket, whether it's up the A-gap, B-gap, or around the edge, Sanders is all of a sudden a player who can give you that potential no matter what you're looking for. So if you could believe you could develop his coverage instincts, and I think he took some good steps towards that this past year at Arkansas, then that maybe is a potential back end of the first-round linebacker. And then the other one, uh, Clemson's Trenton Simpson, very athletic linebacker. Now he is another guy who I think the coverage stuff needs work a little bit, but shoot, you watch some of his best plays when he is pursuing the football and he will close quick, like quicker than a lot of linebackers that you're going to see, not just in this class, but in any class. So an Uber athlete there, um, for himself, I, I don't know if he's like that, that focal point, middle of the defense, kind of a player. I don't know if he's going to develop into that guy. Cause I think people need to know this too. The other linebacker that he was playing next to at Clemson might be LB one in the draft next year. It Jeremiah Trotter, Ju Tr Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Who was unbelievable this past year. And I think that he played so well that it freed Trent Simpson up to play the way that he needed to. But there's not to say that he can't develop better instincts and better awareness and better recognition to where he might be in that role in the NFL as well. So a little bit of a projection for those two guys. But when you talk about what a Wink Martindale defense might need, those are the two that stand out to me as potential back end of the first round, guys. Does that position run deep in this draft? Or if you get one, you want one, you better get them early. I think if you want one, you better get one early. Like, I... I like Henry Toto's athleticism, but he still needs some more anticipation to him. Owen Papo from Auburn could be another a guy as well who brings good athleticism, but you know, was the recognition there for him? I think that's why we're ta not talking about him as a top 50 pick. 
Demarion Overshone is the, I think, the wild card in this class. This is a former safety who is built very uniquely where he's almost like a Tremaine Edmonds. You remember when Tremaine Edmonds was coming out and he had these super long arms and he was just this super big, long linebacker? That's kind of the way that Overshone is. He's like this safety linebacker hybrid who brings a lot of athleticism to the position, but he played in such a unique role at Texas. I don't know if it's like, hey, we're comfortable putting you at middle linebacker at all times. I think it might be a little bit of a learning curve for him. You might need to put on a little bit of extra weight because he's a little bit thinner as a player. But he does bring in that speed and he does bring in that coverage ability. So he's somebody to keep an eye on as well. If you want kind of like a thumper in the middle, I think Jack Campbell from Iowa is um, a guy that uh, has been very steady over the last couple of years. Noah Sewell from Oregon, uh, obviously Penny Sewell's brother, is somebody who brings a lot of beef, I would say, to the interior. I mean, he's... I can't remember how tall he is, 6'2", 6'3", but he's he's 250, 255. I mean, this dude is big playing interior uh, linebacker, and so he's almost like another um, edge rusher that you have going at the pocket if you want him to blitz. So th- that's kind of the way that I look at this linebacker class, but really it's only those two guys at the top that I mentioned, Sanders and Simpson, and then maybe some impact players depending on how you use them later in the draft. You, men- you mentioned corner, Trev. Wink wants guys to play press man that are long and can cover and can run. Uh, give me a feel. You said it's a deep position. I think that could be a prime target for the Giants at, at 25 and then maybe even the second round, too, if they don't go there in the first. Uh, talk a little bit more about that cornerback class, why you think it's deep and who are some of the names Giant fans should be familiar with. I mean, this is this is my so far from what I've I've, I've been able to study. This is going to be the deepest and most talented group, I think, in this class. This is this is going to be the cornerback group is going to be the one that highlights the 2023 NFL draft. You've got two guys at the top who I absolutely love and Devon Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez. I don't think they're going to be on the board anywhere near when the Giants pick. I think that those two guys are destined for the top 12, top 15 at the very latest. You've got a couple of guys after that, a Joey Porter Jr., who is a press man corner uh, from Penn State, who had a ton of forced incompletions this past year. I think that he's probably a top 20 selection as well. Akili Ringo from Georgia, who's got a lot of experience as a press man corner. I'm a little bit worried about Keeley because even though he is six foot two, 210 pounds, and could run a four, three flat, which all probably sounds great to everybody out there listening. He's a little bit more of a reactor than he is an, an anticipator. And that gets him in a little, that got him in a little bit of trouble in college football. Certainly you go up against some of the best wide receivers in the NFL. That's it. it it's, it, it's going to burn you. And so he's got to get a little bit better at that. Uh, even with the incredible um, rare athletic ability that he has, Deontay Banks, I would say this to me is the player that back end of the first round, if the Giants want a corner, this is the guy to look at. Deontay Banks from Maryland, he has really good size for the position. I think he's a fantastic cover corner, especially a press man coverage corner. The only thing is, is that he doesn't have great ball instincts. And so he doesn't have a ton of ball production throughout his college career. But I watch his tape and I'm like, this guy could cover even though he maybe doesn't get his head around to go get the ball or he just doesn't have the best ball instincts, he will blanket your number one guy. And I think we saw that, especially this past year at Maryland. And so, you know, give me that kind of a player, a player that just has that good of coverage ability. Okay, so he's maybe not getting turnovers for you. Maybe you need to get that from somebody else, your safety, the corner on the opposite side, the nickel guy, whatever. If you know that you've got a lockdown guy on the outside, I think that that's, um, I think that that is great as well. uh, Travis Hodges Tomlinson, who from TCU is a big reason why that team was even able to make it to the national championship because of how well he was playing uh, this past season. He had an elite coverage PFF grade with our database this past year, which was a leap 
from what he was last year, but you just see it on tape, how much he has totally improved. And so those are just a handful of players off the top of my head who I could think might be targets for the Giants, whether it's a 25 or maybe a little bit later. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Draft. All right, one more spot I want to ask you about, and this seems like it's a pretty thin group this year. Um, Skaronsky might get moved into guard. He's going to be gone in the top 15 picks probably, so let's just clear mm-hmm. him off. After that, guard and center. I feel like this maybe is not the best class for that. Yeah, I mean, there are some guards and centers that I do like in this class. I like Osiris Torrance. I think he is a monster people mover from Florida. And I do think that he could be available for the Giants. He's purely a guard. You know, like he's not like a center guard hybrid. He is purely a guard. So if you need a guard, I think you not only draft him, but probably plug and play him right away. Power guy. John Mike. Yes, absolutely. He will, he will, he will move earth for you. That's that's the kind of, uh, that's the kind of offensive lineman he is. I like John Michael Schmitz as well from Minnesota. I think that he's probably the top rated center in this class. I mean, I I really like Andrew Borges as well, the the offensive guard from USC. I've liked him for shoot a couple of years now. Like I watched his tape in the summer, and I was like, how did this guy not declare last year? I, I don't. I just think that he understands his assignments. He rarely gets beat. I just feel like he uh, has a really great skill set and a ton of experience as an offensive guard. But I think those are the three, and and those three actually are going to be at the Senior Bowl. So I'm excited to see how they go up against some of the uh, interior defensive linemen throughout the week. But uh, those are those are the three players that I think you would really want to go after maybe in those first two rounds. If there's one to be had in the first round, it would be Osiris Torrance, but you could probably get those other two guys in the second and third rounds too. Terrific. All right, you great transition. We'll we got a mobile. I'll see you out there next week. Uh, we're actually airing this Monday, so I'll see you out there this week. Uh, give me a give me a feel for some of your favorite guys to watch at the Senior Bowl and even the Shrine Game. Man, uh, well Shrine Game. I, I I just want to point out one guy that I didn't mention in the wide receiver group. Zay Flowers, the wide receiver from Boston College. Zay is going to be a highlight machine this upcoming weekend. So, like, well, you said that this is coming out on Monday, so people already know probably because their timelines on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday have been littered with Zay Flowers highlights. So um, he is somebody that I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. I'm looking forward to seeing how the wide receivers do. You know, you mentioned Charlie Jones. I think Tank Dell's another guy who I'm really looking forward to at the Senior Bowl. Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State. Those are guys that are dynamic wide receivers that I think could really – uh, could really stand out in a lot of different ways. And then quarterbacks too, right? I mean, like it, it always goes how the quarterbacks go. You got Dorian Thompson Robinson at the Shrine Bowl. You got Aiden O'Connell at the Shrine Bowl. Those are two players who I think could be moving up draft boards with good weeks. And then um, when it comes to the Senior Bowl, I'm excited to watch Jake Hayner. So that's somebody who I've watched a lot over the last two years from uh, from Fresno State, who I think could potentially put on a show. He just understands the quarterback position so well. And then a fan favorite on the timeline. I know a lot of people like Jaron Hall, the quarterback from BYU. He's just got a lot of a lot of arm talent, good mobility, good size, a little bit older of a prospect just coming from BYU. But he's somebody that I'm really looking forward to, too. But honestly, the Senior Bowl, Shrine Bowl, they got plenty of prospects. They're going to be moving up and down the draft board uh, all weekend long. And so it's going to be a great week, no doubt. It should be a lot of fun. It'll be good seeing you out there, Trev. We'll catch up again out there, and I'll see you at the Combine as usual. Enjoy draft season, and we'll catch up with you down the road, all right? Appreciate it, John.
Trevor Sikkim of Pro Football Focus. It's all brought to you by PSCNG, energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit PSEG.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, and home energy assessments. For Trevor, I'm Schmelk. We'll see you next time on the John Settle Podcast. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.